Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We've got Lieutenant Mike Champo from the Fire Department in New York City. We've been talking about fire safety and barbecue. Um, You know, one of the things we see every year, Mike, is that... You always see pictures of it. If you if you have social media accounts, Twitter or TikTok or any of those things out there. Now, my wife is addicted to TikTok. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, um, there's always pictures somewhere along the way of somebody's barbecue just literally burning up. Just boom. And maybe not getting the house fire. But, you know, even if there's a, the barbecue is away from the house and you don't pay attention or sometimes just. You know, things happen. Uh, the mechanics of your particular grill um, fail. They just fail. You know, a, a gas line fails or a grill fails, uh, falls down into the charcoal or whatever. And that can be a pretty hot fire. What When you guys get called uh, to something like that, how much time do you have to assess how to deal with it. And I know you guys are pros and you've been doing it forever. So it's probably just like minuscule seconds to go, okay, we got to do this, but walk us through the process of when you get a call, you roll into somebody's driveway and how do you assess it and what happens? Well, the first thing you have to learn is uh, we, we, we call it our size up. Uh, Every fire we go to the officer, which I've been an officer for over 18 years now has to perform the size up. He's in charge of his crew and he's in charge of protecting the people. Um, the first thing, <clears throat> one of the, me, one of the first things that we do, um, and this is for all civilians to know, we will, like if you see us, like well they're they're not going toward the fire. Why are the fires back here? Our number one priority as a firefighter is life and life safety. Sure. So if you were to tell me, I, my first question, I'm just gonna have a simple one. My first question is going to be, are all the residents out of the home? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the fire's in the backyard. I said, well, I don't care. I want them out here, you know, because I'm worried about that extension of the fire that we spoke about. Right. Uh, I want to ensure that everybody is safe. That's our number one priority. But my size up right away for us is, number one, what type of grill is on fire? Um, you know, is it charcoal? And that's much easier to put out, to worry about. And we just spoke about the blevies of a tank. And if I see a propane tank, uh, then I'm going to request a line, which we call it's slang for a hose line. I'm going to request a line, and we're going to try to approach this tank by cooling it. And one of us, uh, we do a, we, a lot of times we come in with two hose lines, and we 
come in this fan pattern and there's a firefighter that walks in the middle and as they're cool, they're trying to push the fire one away from the house, away from the structure and cool the tank at the same time. And one firefighter walks in the middle of the pattern, just uh, right behind it. And he'll stick his gloved and protected arm and his turnout coat down that valve to try to shut that valve off. Because once we shut the gas supply off, we're okay. The officer will also ask the homeowner, if this is natural gas, where is the shutoff? Um, I just know a lot of homes here in the Northeast have natural gas, and we'll look for that quarter turn valve, which once the gas shuts down, we'll notice the flames diminish, and then our hose lines can mop up the rest of the fire uh, where it's you know, where it's gone. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm choking all of a sudden. It's <laughs> a glass of water, but must have been a fire two nights ago. But uh, <laughs> So that that's our quick size up. Like, that's what we're looking for. Now, if I could just go back. Um, sure, you know, sure. Uh, some of the words you said, uh, you know, you said it explodes. And I'm going to be honest with you as firefighters, uh, you know, I work in a, a big city. I spent five years in Washington, D.C. before that. And I remember being in D.C. one night. Uh, the people didn't have lighter fluid, and they wanted to have a charcoal picnic. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and one of the guys ran out to his truck, a landscaper, and got the little can of gasoline, and he threw that on the barbecue charcoals. Well, you know, gas is very volatile. And, uh, you know, he threw the match on there, and, of course, a little too much gasoline and I mean, the fire that they had almost took out two picnic tables. I believe it burnt two people, if I recall. It's a long time ago in my career, but I'll never forget, you know, responding to a park for, you know, a quote, a barbecue fire and pulling up and the, you know, the benches are burnt and then we have kids there with their skin hanging off of them. So yeah. we don't want to use, you know, flammable materials, stay away from gasoline, throwing it on your charcoal. That's a, that's a big no, no. One of the things now that they use, a lot of people use, and they sell them, are called chimneys. And you put your charcoal in there, and you put a little paper in the bottom of it. You light that paper, and it slowly starts the charcoal on fire so you don't have to use lighter fluid. And when I see people right. still buying lighter fluid, I kind of, like, I wish you would talk to me because I would tell you to go over to the hardware store and spend 15 bucks or 20 bucks on one of these chimneys, and you'll be a lot safer, and your food will taste better. Because you don't have that residual lighter fluid taste, which does happen because I've seen people do it. You know, the fire starting to die down. Maybe they put some new coals on it and they'll squirt that stuff right through the grates. Well, guess what? Your hot dog or your steak or whatever is going to taste like that. Um, but there's, a, you know, we've come a long ways in trying to to balance safety with quality of the cook and all that but still you're dealing with temperatures that you know four or five hundred degrees and a lot of times are higher and so you know as humans we're not really meant to or built to to deal with those oh anything over you know our boiling temperatures are going to scull your skin and start you know first second and third degree burns when we start talking to those temperatures you know and, yeah one of the other things is that, um, you know, the other night I was in a rush. I, uh, you know, typical day, you know, you're home, I'm in between shifts. Uh, it's too hot out to cook in the house. So I, you know, cut the grass. I was doing a weed whack and then I had some phone calls to make and I 
through my phone in my pocket and uh you know i stand next to the grill and you know i just forgot it was in my lower short pocket and you know all of a sudden i reached in my pocket i'm like whoa my hand was you know not burned but like you know the damage it could cause you know we all have cell phones now and if you think about it you know when we talk about heat we call it radiant heat you know the closer you stand to the grill (laughs) the radiant heat's going to be worse you know like that's why you keep moving back so we want to ensure that those grills are away from things because the radiant heat is, you know, constantly, that's what's going to cause your melting. And uh, even over time, people that say, oh, I'm on a, I'm on a deck, uh, a brick deck, stone deck over here, I'm fine. Well, you know, your shrubbery, that's two feet away. You're subjecting this to heat every day, you know, if you're yeah. drilling during the summer. And next you're going to have a brush fire when you ruin your plant. You know? so, <laughs> true, true. I wonder if know, I can... That happens, out in the, you know, the uh, the outside fires, you know, the people with the grills or they're going to dump the, uh, I'm, I'm going home, I'm going in my car, hurry up, dump the, the embers out. Now, I know you guys out in the Midwest and the West are more prone to wildfires and there's nothing oh, yeah. worse than, you know, somebody dumping their charcoals at the edge of a parking lot and, all right, we dumped our little bit of leftover water from the cooler and the melted ice, but they didn't get it all, and the wind picks up, and they're home sleeping in the bed, and now we just started a major fire. Oh, we get those every year out here, and that is, they're they're horrible. They're just horrible. The, the devastation that they can cause because we've, you know, don't get me started on this, but we've, we've made all these housing development areas and then we've kept the try to keep the natural woods and stuff around them. And some of them are way far away from the cities, which I understand that. And they're beautiful. And, you know, 11 and a half months a year that they're uh, gorgeous to live there, but we always get those few weeks of it's really dry and inevitably one of those things gets torched and then of course we've seen it the last few years all through california in the northwest where i live is fires are huge and they're not containable you just kind of have to you know when you're talking about a a fire that's ten thousand acres you know and people say well why can't they just go in and put it out it's ten thousand acres of burning trees you know (laughs) right they don't actually understand the heat produced by those things too right yeah how rapid they burn with the wind and everything you know yeah it's everybody forgets their little science lesson or when you were a kid you know i made a campfire and somebody said well blow on it and if you just blew with your mouth you could see the embers and everything sparked well what do you think 30 40 50 mile an hour winds do right right amazing right and you've got some of the trees and the slash and stuff uh, in there and and the brush underneath the bottom and it just it's the best fuel source in the world it just Mm -hmm. goes so a little off the uh, fire safety here when you guys are grilling at the firehouse what what do firemen like to eat for the most part I'm sure well, I'll be honest with you. We, we eat, uh, one thing about being a firefighter, no matter where you are in this country is one, um, you have men from all walks of life come in and women, uh, and you know, we have different nationalities and, you know, we have people that are good cooks with fish. We're great. Uh, this guy's a great grill guy. You know, everybody has the meal that they like to make. And I think that's, you know, we, you know, in the summer, we're a little bit more grill cookers. Sure. Uh, just because it's so nice out. But, um, you know, 
we'll make everything from burgers, dogs for a quick lunch. Um, you know, we'll let's have flank steaks. Let's have New York strips tonight. Uh, one thing about the fire department is just um, for your audiences, you know, we still have people like, oh, they take the fire trucks to shop. What are they doing in the supermarket? Well, we're on duty for 24 hours a day. Right. Um, we, ha- we have to eat. Uh, no, the cities do not pay for our meals. Whatever the meals are, we split them up. And my firehouse, there's 13 firefighters on duty. You know, if it's $130, it's $10 a man for dinner. You know? Right, and, right. Uh, but, you know, we, we'll do everything. You know, we have some real good cooks, and we have some guys that try to be cooks. You know, uh, we grilled chicken the other day. They stuffed it in pita bread with lettuce and tomatoes and some olives, and you could put whatever you want in there. And, you know, we had stuffed pita bread sandwiches for lunch. You know, uh, if we're real busy sometimes, guess what? It's going to be a fast burger because, uh, you know, it's 3.30 and you haven't eaten lunch yet because we've been so busy during the day. But um, I was going to say, how many times did you have to leave stuff, just oh, turn on, you know, turn the stove off, so to speak, in the firehouse, uh, let alone the grill? Uh, now, it's just, you know, uh, you never know. I mean, we always chuckle because when you have your best meals, you get four bites in or you just put it on the plate and the bells go off. You wonder... You think people are looking in the windows at us? All right, they're going to eat, you know. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, it surely is. I mean, uh, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, we do some fancy things, like if uh, a guy, just for instance, I'm going to have my 30th year in the FDNY coming up, so I'm already planning. Okay, what night? And I'll bring steak and shrimp in, and you know, we'll have a real, uh, you know, I'll bring a nice cake and desserts. Sure. And it's just something you do. It's a celebration, and you give back to the company. But in the long run, I'm already nervous because I'm like, you know, you get the steak on the grill, or you just get two bites into it, and then you come back at a half hour late. Now, the other night we had uh, flank steak, and they put it on the grill at like, uh, we were running around, so like 9.15, they got it on the grill. And they just took them off to put on the cutting boards and the bells went off and we ended up having a fire. We got back to the firehouse. It was 11 o'clock. You know, everybody, you're filthy. And with today's uh, hydrocarbons and toxic chemicals on our bodies, the first thing they want us to do is decon and shower. So now we're eating dinner at 1130 at night. You know, the steak was sitting in a tray for two hours. Right. The, the potatoes that were in the oven now, you hit them with the, the fork and they explode, you know, <laughs> even though they're on low. You know, but, you know, the broccoli is, you know, cold and it was in the steamer, so you just eat it with it or whatever. But, you know, at that time, you're so hungry, you just eat. You, you know, just so, eat. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, you know, so, I mean, and you're the cowboy cook. I can tell you that we have, um, uh, you know, my firehouse is in a, a more of a Dominican neighborhood, and we have a couple of Dominican firefighters that are making, you know, Dominican food that I've never had in my life, you know, sure. they're doing the firehouse. And so we have everything, I mean, from, you know, chili empanadas to, you know, this and that. So it, it's a real mixture, you know, I mean, you know, you, you could have lasagna one night for dinner, the next night you come in and you have pork shoulders. So you never know what you're going to eat. You know, well, most guys might, that's might cool. decide, Hey, what do you want to cook tonight? You know, and two of you pull together and make a meal. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I'd be honored to come back and cook for your firehouse sometime. I'd love to do that well, for you. 
you're ever on the East Coast, the door is open, JT. It's an open door. You can come in. You're lucky. It's one of those firehouse kitchens, so it'll be right up your speed. You know? uh, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, Lieutenant Mike Champo from the FDYN, and we will have him back. But, Mike, I want to thank you for being with us and sharing all your knowledge on fire safety. It's just not something we talk about very much, and I think we should. I can't thank you enough for having me. If I could just close with saying one thing. Sure. You know, uh, you know it's like anything else. People, oh, I don't need that. It's not going to happen to me. You know, fire extinguishers, smoke detectors, and grill safety. Make sure you know how to start and shut off your grill. Uh, do your periodic inspections with it. It definitely can save your house from fire, and it can also save somebody in your house's life or from getting a serious burn injury. And, and those are no fun. Um no, no. My personal fear is of anything, and I probably shouldn't say this. Maybe we should say it off the air. We might take this out. But the worst thing I've ever feared was being, like, burned to death. That was my – if I had a fear, and I don't fear really anything, but I've thought about that a few times over the years, and I thought that's a real rancid way to go. I guess I'll put it that way. No. It's no and way. I would just – Back to we talked about girls' safety and just some of your things. And, uh, you know, if you could think about just touching a pot by accident on your stove inside, you know, you went to grab it without the oven mitt or you reached in the oven to pull out the French fries and the, your pot holder is, you know, worn. Sure. You just, you know, our index finger is the main thing we use. And if you get that tip of that index finger, a little bubble on there, it hurts for a week, you know, and I try to tell people, imagine your body feeling like that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, no we have to be safer with our cooking. That's for sure. Yeah. Cooking counts for about, I would say, 75 to 90 percent of our fires start in the kitchen. So even when we talked about grill safety, we have to recognize that cooking is the leading cause of fires in the United States. We will actually, I'll ask you back later this fall as we get towards the holidays and we'll uh, talk about indoor cooking. How's that, Mike? Oh, I'd love to come back, JT. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, uh, folks, we're going to get out of here. Mike and I are going to talk some more off the air, but we thank you for listening and we'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours for Barbecue Nation. <laughs>